0: Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast delivering you the insight, ideas and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Well, hello and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I am, as always, your host. I'm a retail transformation specialist working with companies to help drive change efforts and initiatives forward. Whether it's optimizing processes, defining and realizing the ideal operating model, or by creating disruptive transformation, I'm here to help you through the podcast, through consulting, through advice. So if you're looking to drive your transformation forwards, do reach out and connect with me. It's so great that you're here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. This one is episode 262, number 262. And today we're diving into one of retail's evertrends, as I call it, Omnichannel. Now Omnichannel is absolutely one of retail's evertrends. That is a consistent aspect of retail. It's always high up the agenda and always continuing to offer retailers opportunities and threats. It's continually top of mind and continually evolving, which is an important factor that means it is an ever-trend. But recently, Omnichannel has been getting more and more negative press, it seems. Perhaps it has fallen out of favour. It's lost the sheen of mystique, and in its place sits an arguably triumphant unified commerce. So, has unified commerce displaced omnichannel? There have always been challenges to omnichannel. Whether we're talking about hybrid retail, symbiotic retail, digital, a phrase from my Tesco days, bricks and clicks. Lots of different phrases, and I'm sure you can come up with your own as well. But with the emergence and really rapid growth of unified commerce over the last couple of years or so, I'm starting to wonder, collectively, as a retail industry, have we decided that Omnichannel has had its day? So in this episode, we're going to be exploring Omnichannel versus Unified Commerce. And I do encourage you to head over to the show notes page today at obandco.uk 262. And over there, you'll find some of these different quotes that we're talking about today. As well as some additional episodes to dive much deeper into this whole concept. So, head on over to obanco.uk262. And of course, whilst you're over there, do sign up for the retail transformation briefing to get all of the latest retail news straight into your inbox every single week, alongside my viewpoint as well as some additional transformation tips and techniques. So, Let's begin by thinking about what omnichannel means. And in many ways, this has been one of the biggest challenges, if not the biggest challenge, with omnichannel. It's often clouded with lots of confusing terms seamless, 360 degree view, integrated, frictionless, channel agnostic, holistic, single source of truth. But when you describe omnichannel in this way, it's a little like answering a question with a question. You're defining a buzzword with more buzzwords. And this is really indicative about the fact that we've never really understood omnichannel. I remember when I first came across the concept of omnichannel, it was at Tesco, it was probably over 10 years ago now. And I remember asking, what do we mean? What is omnichannel? And it was a confusing answer back then, and I don't think we've necessarily got much clearer in the last decade. Because I think if you asked 100 people, what is Omnichannel? You'd probably get about 101 different answers, right? <laughs> Am I right? So a really varied understanding of what Omnichannel is. But I would argue that many business terms are the same. If you took those same 100 people and you asked them, what is strategy? Or what is transformation? Or even what is retail, then you would probably still get that huge variation in answers. And I suspect as we launch unified commerce as a term into retail, once again, we're going to confuse and baffle people as we all start to ask and think, what is unified commerce, right? Now, one of the big common challenges with Omnichannel is that consumers don't talk about Omnichannel and they definitely don't, right? No two people are talking with their friends and say, oh, I love this omni-channel retailer, right? No one talks like that. But let me tell you, they also definitely would not talk about unified commerce. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be something we think about or talk about, right? Because let me tell you, customers also don't talk about sales targets. They don't talk about KPI. They don't talk about replenishment processes or stock control routines Or supply chains, or budgets, or workforce management, or acquisition costs. You get the idea. Just because a customer doesn't talk about something, it doesn't mean it's not relevant. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be working on delivering this to help us run an effective business and operate a superb customer proposition. So let's accept the concepts of omnichannel and unified commerce because there is this shift happening. With recent conferences and events, I would suggest there has been a purposeful shift to say that we're not talking about omnichannel, but we are talking about unified commerce. But nevertheless, we're still struggling to clearly define what they are, and more importantly, what's the difference? Now, there have been loads of articles over the years trying to distill omnichannel, and more recently, the concept of unified commerce. So, to help us distill this, mystical element further, I decided to consult the combined knowledge through the power of ChatGPT. So I asked ChatGPT, what is Omnichannel? And here's what ChatGPT says. Omnichannel refers to the approach where a retailer offers customers a seamless and consistent experience across multiple channels or touchpoints, be it in-store, online, via a desktop or mobile, over the phone, through social media and more. In simple terms, think of it like watching your favourite TV show. Whether you're watching on your TV at home, streaming it on your laptop, or catching up with it on your phone whilst on the go, expect the experience to be consistent. Omnichannel retail is similar, whether you're shopping in a physical store, browsing a brand's website, or engaging with a brand on social media. Your experience should be smooth and consistent. The key features are... Consistency, the same information and services such as pricing or product availability are consistent across all channels. Integration, different shopping channels like physical stores and online sites are integrated. For instance, buy online and pick up in-store. Centrality, all channels revolve around the customer aiming to provide a cohesive experience. So that's what ChatGPT thought Omnichannel was. And then I decided to ask, what is Unified Commerce? Here's what it said. Unified Commerce takes Omnichannel a step further by integrating all the back-end operational systems into a single unified system. This means sales, inventory, customer management, and all other operations are managed within one central system rather than separate siloed systems. In simple terms, going back to our TV show analogy, If Omnichannel is about viewing the show consistently across devices, Unified Commerce ensures that behind the scenes, like the production, distribution, and broadcasting of the show, are all managed cohesively, making the viewing experience not only consistent, but also efficient and uninterrupted. The key features are single platform. All operations from sales to inventory are on one platform. This avoids issues like mismatched inventory counts between an online site and a physical store. Real-time data. Updates like inventory changes or customer purchases are instantly reflected across the system. If someone returns a product bought online to a physical store, the inventory is immediately updated everywhere. Holistic view. Retailers get a comprehensive view of their business from customer behaviors to sales trends enabling better decision-making. So there we go, there's ChatGPT's view. So whilst both Omnichannel and Unified Commerce aim to provide this seamless shopping experience, Omnichannel focuses more on the customer's shopping experience across different channels, and Unified Commerce focuses more on the back end operations, ensuring that everything runs smoothly and efficiently behind the scenes. But to go one step further, I decided to ask LinkedIn. What was Unified Commerce? What was Omnichannel? Let's start with Unified Commerce this time. Andrew Busby answered succinctly, everything, everywhere, all at once. Ian Scott said it's about making all your customer touchpoints consistent, available and accessible, allowing your customers to discover, navigate, browse and buy in the way that suits them best. Nitesh Agarwal said, even though brands might offer multiple channels, for a customer to interact with if they feel they are talking only to one person or channel that's unified commerce for me all for one and one for all commerce i like that phrase there nitesh steve ingram said i think of it as a technology architecture that efficiently and effectively manages all customer touch points whether making a transaction or providing customer service this should include a data model that has flexibility to extend to new and as yet unknown interactions. As best we can, anyway. And then finally, Brandon Rayal said We tend to overcomplicate things in the transformation and strategy space. Absolutely, Brandon. <laughs> and he continues We have also transitioned well beyond the limitations of unified commerce and omnichannel, which are fragmented strategies. I believe we are in the age of commerce where consumers are engaging with brands and retailers 24-7 and it knows no boundaries across physical and digital channels. That customer journey transcends digital and physical channels and often ventures to social channels, live streaming and gamification. The age of commerce also includes direct, indirect and distributed B2C and B2B channels. So some really interesting thoughts there about what unified commerce is. But then what's omnichannel? Andrew Busby said, there is no such thing as Omnichannel, quite simply. (laughs) Whereas Steve Ingram said, it's a word used to dazzle and amaze at the same time, used frequently by consultant types. And I think Omnichannel really suffers from this complexity and this misunderstanding or non-understanding sometimes. And then the always astute Dan McGrath responded to my what is Omnichannel question with a very simple answer. Unified commerce. So thanks very much to all of those that submitted their comments to those two questions about what is unified commerce? What is Omnichannel? Here's my thought in line with what Dan says. They're the same thing. It's a sliding scale. At one end, we've got something very functional like click and collect or BOPIS. And at the other end, a natural relationship. Equally, we've got a customer facing part and an enabling operating model and system architecture part. Let's just come out of retail for a moment. I want you to think of a relationship with someone close, a spouse, a family member, a friend. And you have a catch up with this person, a coffee, beer, wine, whatever. And in this conversation, you ask for a favor and they kindly agree to help you out. And then the next day, you message them on WhatsApp and then you receive a different response. In fact, they can't remember you asking for the favour, but they unfortunately decline. And you sense a bit of an off tone in their message. So you decide to call them up to talk a bit more and you get the message. Your friendship is important to me. Please hold. Your friendship is important to me. (laughs) You see where I'm going with this, right? And then you have to start the story over and over when you do eventually get to talk to them. Omnichannel is not this unified commerce is not this either. You don't have a disconnected relationship with someone, but on that sliding scale, you want to become more connected and more natural. Whether we're talking about the customer proposition or whether we're talking about the behind the scenes operating model and system architecture. Quite often you may hear the argument about customers don't shop in channels. I'd argue they definitely do, but to my earlier point, they just don't call it that though. You know, people are making choices about how they shop with a brand based on convenience, based on experiences, based on personal preferences, based on the rest of their life as well. You know, if you're in a town or city and you walk past a store and you think, oh, that's interesting, you don't think, oh, never mind, I'll check out their website later on, right? You go in there and then. If you're sitting on a sofa on a couch watching the TV and think, I'm just going to knit to the shops not really. You just pick up your mobile and you start shopping for convenience, right? And when you're doing that, by the way, at no point are you confused whether you are in a store or shopping on your mobile. Also think about companies like Lush, which have this rich and highly sensory experience in store. How many customers go to the website and have this seamless experience online, right? You just don't. You recognize whether you are on a website or on social media or in a physical store or on a telephone call, but despite all of this, you are still definitely choosing the brand. But the channel is more about convenience. But from a retailer's perspective, at no stage do you ever complete OmniChannel. There is no boundary, no pass mark. And this really reminds me of the fantastic conversation I had with Lee Woodard quite a long time ago now on the podcast episode 72, and we were talking about digital. And taking Lee's concept, you can apply it to Omnichannel as well, because Omnichannel is not something you do, it's something you are. And the same is true of unified commerce, especially the unified word, right? Unified is not something that you do, it's something that you are. So let's spend less time on the terminology and... More time actually working out how we can really achieve this because I think we're broadly all in agreement, right? To use lots of buzzwords, you want this integrated and seamless 360 degree view, etc. etc. You know. So let's think about the key aspects that fold in here. Firstly, functional stock and transaction operations buy anywhere, fulfill from anywhere, return to anywhere, and all with simple no fuss returns as well, by the way consistent payments across any channel, getting good visibility of orders with clear, timely notifications and communications, offering automatic management of orders, for example, splitting based on availability in different locations, giving retailers real-time stock records for online orders, picking, returns, and increasingly adding in a second life or a pre-loved product for re-commerce or resale. So, functional stock and transactional operations are a must. So, too, are consistent product details, making your range available in any channel, not necessarily stocked in every store, but available with clear, consistent prices and promotions, and being able to blend in different customer created content or user generated content like reviews, videos, and images. You must offer a single view of the customer, so all touch points are always connected. So any channel is able to resolve any customer issue or query at any one time. That means everyone can access systems. Anyone has the empowerment to be able to resolve, not delegate, not escalate, but empowered to make the decision based on what they feel is right in the moment. And empowering people to do what is right consistently means you need to really focus in on the training, and the behaviours as well. You'll want to be catering for personalised offerings. When it comes to marketing, we're not talking about spamming, but intelligent, meaningful recommendations. Getting clever based on the preferences, the order history, the browsing history, and getting precise too, looking at the consideration processes and times, and supplementing the personalization with more meaningful content too, not just by this product messaging right from a strategic perspective you need to break down those proverbial silo walls in particular recognizing the role that each channel plays it's easy to say and hard to do but you need to be able to clarify on the performance and channel participation where that participation may not necessarily have a transaction it may not have a defined database stamp because The participation may have only happened in the customer's conscious or subconscious head. And then finally, we need to be thinking about upgradability to be future ready. To Steve Ingram's comment earlier on, we don't know what is coming next, but we do know that there will always be something new coming, a new social media channel, a new way of connecting with customers or any other new channel or technology, right? And we want to be able to upgrade We've got this supplementary concept of headless moving into composable commerce, but adaptability here is really key and essential. And I think when you sum all of this up, there are a few enabling aspects or considerations. Firstly, we need to be thinking about the organizational setup. We've got to focus on collaborative working. We've got to eliminate those silos and the infighting. We've got to become aligned, truly aligned. Unified is not something you do. It's something that you are, right? And then with this alignment, you also need to breed a customer-centric culture so that everyone really understands what is the right thing to do for the customer. And if our organization is set up in this collaborative and aligned and customer-centric manner, suddenly Omnichannel or Unified Commerce becomes much more natural. It becomes the obvious answer. The next enabling aspect is around performance reporting clarifying what success means but also not thinking about who is responsible for success and who is responsible for failure as well this is a collective performance connected to that first point of and the organization right and this performance reporting should not be factoring in the intricacies of your business setup it should not be factoring in the silos around what the digital team does what the store team does etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you need to be careful of all the warning signs around elements like payroll and budgets where a particular financial number is related and scaled by sales or volumes especially if there are company bonuses attached as well and then the third or final mindset is to recognize that customers are thinking about the brand The channel is a choice that they're making subconsciously based on convenience. But whatever channel, they are thinking about your brand, your reputation, the experience you offer. They're not thinking about silos. They're not thinking about the challenges that you have to deal with around systems or KPI reporting, whatever. A customer's shopping trip is very likely in the modern day world to include multiple touch points whether it's checking stock online or reading reviews, or whether it's about accessing a physical product, and being able to see the exact sizes and dimensions, whether it's able to see what customers are saying on social media, or being able to tailor a particular question to a customer contact centre. The customer is embarking on a shopping trip, in the biggest sense of the word, and yes, sales processes and aspects like loyalty are different for every category. But when that customer embarks on the shopping trip, whatever your given category, they don't want to be overthinking this. They just want it to work, right? They want to be able to get the product details, buy a product, return a product, whatever it is. They want simplicity. And that's why it's absolutely crucial when you are thinking about omnichannel or unified commerce or whatever else you'd like to call it, frankly, except maybe fidgetal. We might need to have words about that. (laughs) But whatever you are calling it, it's about making this simple. Simple for customers, simple for your colleagues, and of course, simple for your business. And when you put it like that, it sounds just so easy. But of course, the devil is in the detail. And that's why We must continue to think about Omnichannel. We must continue to think about unified commerce. We must continue to think about simplifying our customer propositions and our operating models and our underpinning architecture as well. And that's one of the reasons why I love Omnichannel, because it is always evolving. There's always something more that you could do. But most importantly, it allows you to really make a difference for a customer. It allows you to offer that fantastic shopping trip, that fantastic experience, and in turn, see some fantastic results. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at obandco.uk slash 262, where you can find more episodes of the podcast to check out, including that episode I referenced with Lee Woodard as well. And don't forget, if you are pursuing Omnichannel Retail, slash unified, slash whatever, and you want to drive change effectively, reach out and let's have a conversation. I'd love to talk to you about the best ways of doing this in a profitable way. Find my email on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 262, or connect and message me on LinkedIn, and I look forward to catching up with you very, very soon. Bye for now.